Alrighty, another Cash Medi podcast. Tonight I'm going to be going over the AFC West divisional preview, uh, over-under wins on each team, and where I project each team to finish in the division. But let's start with the sponsor, winning La Jolla. Don't forget to visit La Jolla Chevron, an extra mile convenience store at 7475 La Jolla Boulevard, La Jolla, California. All right, let's start with the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos over-under is set at 7, and they got Joe Flacco this year in the offseason to help out at the quarterback position. They've been struggling at the quarterback position for basically since Peyton Manning has has left. Even the last season, Peyton Manning, when he won that Super Bowl against Carolina, he was god-awful. Their defense carried them that season. They really haven't had much at the quarterback position. You know, they missed out on Paxton Lynch. I missed out on him. I thought he was going to be good. He was a bust. You know, they've had other guys in there. It just hasn't worked out. So they get Joe Flacco this year. And, you know, he's just, he's got a little bit, he, he might have a little bit left in the tank. I don't know. I mean, he could throw the deep ball pretty well. You got to protect Joe Flacco, though, because he can't move. They did draft Drew Luck this year in the second round. I think he's got a tremendous arm, and he's got he's got some talent. I liked him, especially getting him in the second round. I thought that was a really nice pick for them. Well, So we'll see how the quarterback position goes. But I do like this team a little bit better than probably most uh the receiver, Cortland Sutton, he had a really nice season last year as a rookie, and he seems to be coming on. It looks like he, he, he should have a big impact season coming up this year. He had 700 yards, four touchdowns last year. I'd expect him to be their number one as Emmanuel Sanders is coming off an injury, um, and he's kind of getting up there in age. So I, I don't know what you want to expect from him. He's coming off the Achilles injury. Yeah, you know the receiver position is a little thin there, especially if Sanders isn't completely healthy. Uh, the offensive line is starting to shape up to look pretty nice this year. Garrett Bowles they drafted in the first round a couple years ago. Ron Larry's still pretty good. Uh, the center Connor McGovern, I don't know much about. Dalton Risner, they drafted him in the second round from Kansas State. I thought that was a pretty nice pickup. He could have gone in the first round. He, he could play a little bit of tackle and guard. Good run-blocking offensive lineman. And then they got Juwan James, a free agent, to play right tackle. So the offensive line is a little bit better than what it's been in the past, it looks like on paper. They got Noah Fant, the rookie tight end from Iowa. He's almost like a receiving tight end. Um... You know, tall, gonna get a get, be a nice matchup in the red zone, get some mismatches on safeties and linebackers. I mean, he's gonna use speed on the linebackers, use his height on the safety position. Uh, Philip Lindsay, they got an undrafted rookie running back, he was a stud for them last year, made the Pro Bowl team. I saw him in the preseason, I was like, this kid's gonna be pretty good. I didn't think he was gonna be, maybe I didn't think he was gonna be as good as he was, but. He is kind of small. You don't want to wear him down. They got Royce Freeman, Oregon. Drafted him, what, two years ago? He's more of a, more of the big back and take more of the punishment. So they got a nice one-two duo there. One-two punch. So I think the offense is going to be a little bit better than what it's been in the past couple seasons. In the, 
you know, for the last couple of years, their offense has been god-awful. Defensively, with their head coach, Vic Fangio, coming over from the Chicago Bears, I think he's one of the best defensive-minded coaches in football. He's been one of the best defensive coordinators the last couple of years. They got two studs coming off the edge in Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb. I wouldn't be surprised if Bradley Chubb is a sneaky defensive player of the year candidate. Chubb last year had... He had 12 sacks last year. I wouldn't be surprised he gets close to 15. Vaughn Miller, you know, still one of the best premier pass rushers. He had 14 and a half sacks last year. I don't really see him. He might slow down a little bit, but I would definitely expect him to get 12 sacks again, especially with Vic Fangio, Fangio over there. You know, he likes to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Fangio likes to dial it up, and he he puts his best players in, in great situations that they can get. You know, the sacks and stuff. The defensive line, Derek Wolf, I always thought was a really good defensive lineman. Shelby Harris is okay. Adam Gotze, I mean, those guys are just okay. Demontre Jones is pretty good from, they got a rookie from um, from Ohio State. They drafted him in the third round. He should help the defensive line. I always kind of liked him at Ohio State. Demarcus Walker from Florida State a couple years ago, they drafted. He hasn't done much, but I mean, he's shown some flashes. So they got a little bit of depth on the defensive line. Zach here is pretty good too. So they got a little bit of depth. There's no one, you know, outstanding on the defensive line. But when you got two two premier pass rushers that could combine for close to 30 sacks, I mean, you don't have to have that good of a defensive line getting that much pressure. You just want them to stop the run. The linebackers, inside linebacker position, you got Josie Jewell. I don't know much about him. Todd Davis is pretty good. You know, he's a He's just okay. And the linebackers, the depth-wise, it's just eh. Uh, the secondary, they lose Bradley Chubb. Not Bradley Chubb. Um, uh, the guy that went to the Texans. Robley. Bradley Robley. And then, but they got Kareem Jackson from the Texans too. So they got him and Chris Harris. Chris Harris is still one of the best corners in football. But they don't have three corners like they had a couple years ago. Three elite corners. Um, Will Parkers and Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons is one of the best free safeties. You know, he's he's emerging as one of the better free safeties in the league. They got real good depth with Jamal Carter and Sue Cravens at the safety position. Uh, the corner position doesn't look too well, you know, besides the two corners. And those guys are kind of getting older. Kareem Jackson and Chris Harris Jr. But... The safeties, that looks like a strength for their team, especially uh, with the depth. I like this team. Over-unders set at seven. I think they could probably get to eight wins, but they're probably a seven and nine type of team. I got them coming in third place this year. Uh, as far as the schedule goes, they got some tough road games, you know, non-division games. You got at Green Bay, at Indianapolis, at Minnesota. You got at Buffalo late in December or late in November. That's that's not easy. At Houston. So, I mean, the schedule's, you know, it's not easy. But I do think for a betting-wise, I do like them in week two against Chicago at home. I'm sure Chicago will be favored by more than three points. You know, probably three and a half, four points. Because Chicago's coming off a, I think they won 12 games last year. And I really like uh, Denver in that game. Maybe they come up with the upset, at least to cover the point spread. Because I think 
One is Denver's always tough at home the first two two weeks of the season because of the altitude, and teams aren't really in the best shape the first two weeks of the season. It feels like they have to take that two, three weeks to really get fully in shape, especially because nowadays, you know, you can't have as many practices as you used to be able to have. And with the altitude, you're going to get tired and stuff. And I also like Vic Fangio, you know, scheming up against Mitch Trubisky and the Bears offense. So he, he coached over there. He should know his weaknesses. He should know the team's weaknesses. And he should be able to game have a nice game plan against Trubisky. I can see Trubisky really struggling in that game. I can see Denver coming up with the upset in week two against the Bears. All right, let's move on to... But like I said, I see them as like a 7-9, maybe 8-8 eight eight team this year. If all goes well. The problem with Denver, I see, is I see depth concerns. They could have some some depth concerns that, you know, if they get a few injuries, I think they're going to be in trouble. All right, let's move to the Kansas City Chiefs. The big key to the Chiefs, to me, is how long is Tyreek Hill going to be uh, suspended? I mean, in the book that I, Athlon books, they don't even have him as starting because they know he's going to be suspended for a while. So, uh, depending on how long he's suspended, could could determine the whole Kansas City's uh, season, in my opinion. I, I think he's going to get suspended six to eight games. Um, if it's anything less than six, it's only four, then I think the Chiefs have a shot, at, a good shot at making the playoffs. I think if it's if it's eight games, eight or more, I, I mean, I don't see them making the playoffs. I think he's that valuable. I think he's the best receiver in, in the league. Their over-under, by the way, is at 10. I think that's very, very high. You take the under, I mean, I, I would take the under for sure because I do not see them winning 11 games. They could get to 10 if Tyreek Hill plays, you know, all season. I don't I don't even see them, you know, getting to 11 if he plays all season. So I don't, I don't see why they're at 10. They were great last year. One of the best offenses ever. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, I mean, he put up, He's not going to put up the numbers that he put up last year. He put up 50 touchdowns, 12 INTs, and he threw for close to 5,100 yards. I would guess he throws around 35 touchdowns, somewhere around there. I still think he's probably, arguably, the best quarterback in the league. Him or Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Uh, Rodgers has kind of dipped the last couple of seasons, but you know Mahomes has only done it once. Sammy Watkins, as far as the receiver position goes... Sammy Watkins is, is a good receiver and everything, but he gets hurt a lot. So let's say he gets hurt and Tyreek Hill's out for eight games. If Sammy Watkins gets hurt and misses two, three of those games, which could easily happen with Sammy Watkins' history of injuries, they're going to be in a shitload of trouble. They don't have Kareem Hunt anymore as a running back. Yeah, Damian Williams is pretty good. They got Carlos Hyde. That could help them. You know, that's two running backs. I mean, those guys are okay. Damian Williams is a little bit better than okay, but they ain't Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt, I I felt like every time they did a screen pass was a big difference than Damian Williams. Maybe not running the ball, you know, just handoffs, but those screen passes and, and um, swing passes, I think Hunt would make a guy miss where Damian Williams couldn't make the guy miss. The offensive line's pretty good. Eric Fisher's, he's good. Cam Irving's okay. Austin Reeder, yeah. Uh, Mitch Schwartz is pretty good. I mean, the offensive line protected Patrick Mahomes last year, but 
Andy Reid Andy Reed is a really good head coach. He's, he's a regular season type of head coach, in my opinion. He's owned this division. That's the one thing. If you're going to bet on the Chiefs over or predict the Chiefs to win the division, it's Andy Reid has owned this division for the last, I mean, basically since he's been over here or over in the AFC West, he's owned them. Um, Travis Kelsey's arguably the best tight end in football. I, he drops a few passes here and there. But, I mean, I yeah, he he's still one of, if not the best tight end, like I said. But Tyreek Hill, let's go back to Tyreek Hill and how, how much I think and how valuable I think he is. I mean, he, he makes defenses. It's almost like Randy Moss. The safeties and corners have to be so scared that he's going deep because he's so fast that everyone else gets to eat underneath. Kelsey gets to eat underneath because those safeties are so far back, afraid Tyreek Hill is going to, you know, 60-yard bomb on their ass. Plus, when Tyreek Hill, you know, catches a short pass, there's always a chance that he's going to take it to the house. So the defenses always have to key on him. He was their focal point of the offense. Now, Kelsey's going to get more more of the focal point of the offense or, or the defense. And the schemes are going to, you know, they're going to try to take Kelsey. And it's what receivers are going to make them pay. I just don't see it. You got um, Mikhail Hardum, the rookie from Georgia. I mean, that guy barely, you know, you're asking a rookie to come in and be a focal point of the offense, a second-round pick. Receivers take time. And if I'm not mistaken, Hardman didn't start playing football until late in, uh, like his, uh, in late in high school or something, or even, you know, in college late or something. I don't know. I just know that he hasn't played for a long time. Now, they got Sammy Coates, too. They got Demarcus Robinson. I mean, some of these receivers, when you have an elite quarterback like, like uh, Mahomes, some of these receivers, you don't have to be that good. But you do want, you know, you do need someone to step it up. You can't just have a bunch of scrubs out there. I'm not saying these guys are scrubs, but they sure the fuck aren't Tyreek Hill. There's just no way. And he scares defenses, like I said. To me, he changes everything. If I was picking, let's say he didn't have any off-the-field issues, Tyreek Hill. If I was picking any offensive player that wasn't a quarterback, I'd pick him number one. I think he's the best player in the league that's not a quarterback or most valuable on the offense. That's how valuable I think he is. And And receivers and running backs... Aren't that aren't as valuable as you know an old lineman in my opinion? But in this situation, I just think he's he's so good, he's so fast, and scares defenses so much that I think he's the most valuable. As far as the defense goes, like I let's let me finish off on the offense. The offense will not be as will not be as good as it was last year. There's just no way. Um, they put up. They had the number one total offense getting 425 yards a game, and they were number one in scoring, scoring 35 points a game. There's just no way. There's just no way. I would say they score around 28 points a game. You know, who cares about the yards? But, I mean, I I see a big drop in the points per game for this year. As far as the defense goes, last year the defense just got scorched. They were giving up 26 points a game, which ranked 24th in the league. I could see them being much better defensively, though, this year. I think Frank Clark's one of the best defensive linemen in football. They get him. They traded with with Seattle. They let um, 
uh, D. Ford go to San Francisco, and then they basically traded for Frank Clark. I think that's an addition, though. Frank Clark's much better against the run, and he's either as good or a better pass rusher. He, he can do more of a bull rush than D. Ford. D. Ford is just using speed. Um, Derek Nanada is really good defensive lineman from Florida State. I believe he's from Florida State, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he's from Florida State. He can stuff the run. Chris Jones is one of the best defensive linemen in football. See how many sacks he had last year. I mean, he's a freaking stud inside. He had 15 and a half sacks last year. The Chiefs can get after the quarterback. Emmanuel Ogbo, another defensive end. I mean, he's he's okay to get him from the Browns. Um, Breland Speaks, they drafted him, I think, two years ago. Kind of high second or third round. Maybe they could get a pass rush from here. Alex Okafor, he's okay against the run. The linebackers are just eh. Actually, they're kind of shitty. Uh, Reggie Ragland, hopefully they can. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He, to me, he fits more of a three-four run stuffing inside linebacker than a four-three, which they play now. Uh, Damian Wilson, he's okay. Uh, the cornerback position last year got scorched, and it looks like it's probably going to get scorched again this year. Bashar Breeland, he's just okay. Kendall Fuller's pretty good slot corner. Charvis Ward, I don't know much about. The safety position this year, I mean, they you get Tyrone Matthew, and it's pretty much probably an upgrade compared to Barry from last year because Barry didn't play much. But Matthew gets hurt a lot too. So, And then you got Juwan Thornhill, the... You got Juwan Thornhill, the rookie from, um, I believe he's from Notre Dame, or Virginia, I'm sorry. And he looks like he's getting penciled in. He was a second rounder. He looks like he's getting penciled in to start. We'll see how he plays. But, I mean, that's, if Matthew gets hurt, like you should count on him getting hurt, then I don't see much depth there. I see that being a problem. So, I mean, I don't see how this team gets the 10 wins. Maybe they get to 10 just because Patrick Mahomes is so elite and I, Andy Reid's a really good head coach. In the regular season, he struggles with time time management and clock management, I mean. And, you know, he. I feel like they've always... Andy Reid's team have always missed that big back to get those two, three yards when they need it because I always feel like even the Donovan McNabb days with Westbrook, they always felt like they had to pass on third and two or third and one. You always had to throw. And I feel like Kansas City, you know, even when Andy Reid's been in Kansas City, he's done that too. Now they do get Carlos Hyde. Maybe he'll get those, you know, first downs for him. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like Andy Reid likes to use the big back. I, I mean, if I was him, I would, but he doesn't. Yes, but I would definitely lean the under on the Kansas City Chiefs. I got them coming in second. I I think pending how long Tyreek Hill is suspended could determine if they make the playoffs. I would say if it's more if it's six or more games, I would say Kansas City doesn't make the playoffs. If it's four four games, then I would say Kansas City has has a good shot of making the playoffs. But six or more, I would say they don't make the playoffs. All right, let's move to the L.A. Chargers, the team I hate the fucking most in the NFL. Um, obviously, because they left San Diego. I'm a San Diego guy. But this 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 roster is absolutely loaded. I think it's the number one roster in football. Phillip Rivers is heading into, I don't know what season it is for him. 
but I mean, he's been, it seems like he's been there forever. He's going into it. He's got 15 years of experience. Wow. So he's going into his 16th season. Um, he's got, he's got so many weapons over here. You got Mike Williams. They drafted, you know, a couple years ago in the top 10, I believe it was the seventh pick of the draft. He had a really nice sophomore season. He didn't, he didn't play much as rookie season. Mike Williams had 664 yards, which isn't that much, but he had a 15-yard average, and he had 10 touchdowns. He was a nice weapon in the red zone. You got Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners in football. I mean, you just go to him on third, and any time it's third down, Keenan Allen seems to come up with a big play. They still got Travis Benjamin. He's kind of been a bust, you know, for what they paid him, but he's always a deep threat, could do punt returns for them. And he, I mean, he still, defenses have to respect his speed and they got to play off on him because he's so fast. Artavius Scott maybe can give him something for depth, that receiver position, but I don't know. Um, I mean, the receiver position's loaded. You get Hunter Henry coming back. He's probably a top seven tight end in football, maybe top five, even if he's healthy. He was, he had a tremendous rookie season. Last year he got hurt, didn't play. That hurt them. Their offensive line, last two years, it seems like has been really good. But I think it's got some question marks this year that really could be their Achilles heel this year. Russell Okun is getting up there in age. He's got to stay healthy. Dan Freeney's been been pretty good for them. Forrest Lamp, I don't know what happened to him. He hasn't done much. Sam Tivy at the right tackle position. That could be a question mark for them. Mike Pouncey, they got him last year in free agency. He had a really nice season. So as long as the offensive line stays intact, it should be fine. But if they get an injury or two, and they probably will, then they then they could have some trouble. Um, Melvin Gordon is going into a contract season. If I'm not mistaken, he, he had he had last year 800. Almost 900 yards, five yards, 5.1 yards per carry, and 10 touchdowns. Austin Eckler's a nice backup. He had 554 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, three touchdowns. And both of them, you know, can catch the ball out of the backfield, too. Gordon had 50 catches for 490 yards, four touchdowns. Eckler added in another 39 catches for 400 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, they really can do, they can beat you in so many different ways. They can they can beat you over the top with Travis Benjamin. Now, they do lose Tyrell Williams, so maybe they don't have the deep threat um, that they've had the last couple seasons. That could be, you know, that could be something that, that gives them trouble, but because Mike Williams, he's not really going to go deep. He doesn't have much speed. And Keenan Allen is like a Reggie Wayne. He can go deep, you know, but he's more of an intermediate underneath type of receiver. Hunter Henry, obviously a tight end. He's not going to really go go deep. So that maybe, maybe that's a big concern for them as far as their offense. But, I mean, they put up, let's see how many points they put up a game last year. Last year, they put up 26.8 points per game on offense, which ranks sixth. I mean, they should easily be in the top ten again, probably in the top five. They should have more balance now with Hunter Henry in the red zone. Maybe they settle for some field goals. Last year, I, I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if they're getting touchdowns now because Hunter Henry, he's 
he should be close to a Pro Bowl type of tight end or a Pro Bowler. I mean, you know. Um, and Melvin Gordon, like I said, going into a contract season, he's going to be in great shape, and he's going to try to try to get paid. As far as the defense goes, Joey Bosa missed most of last season. I thought after his second season, I thought he was one of the best defensive players in football. I thought it was, you know, definitely a top five defensive player in football. Can he get back to what he was two years ago? We'll see. He only had he had five and a half sacks last year. I don't even know how many games he played in. I think it was around like six or something. Um, they get Jerry Tillery, rookie. To help out on the defensive line. They got Melvin Ingram. They got one of the best passing pass rushing duos in Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. Ingram last year only had seven sacks, but he got a lot of pressure. He causes a lot of things. He's always, you know, he's always getting in there. Um, I thought Tillery was a nice pickup for them. Brandon Meebang, it seems like it seems like he shouldn't be a starter anymore. It seems like he, he kind of struggled last season, and you could run up the middle on the Chargers. That was one of their weaknesses. Uh, Isaac Roquel, he's pretty good backup. Justin Jones, he's okay. Uh, the linebacker position looks pretty good. You know, Nuoso, they got him from USC. He's He had a nice season for them last year. He, he was impressive. Denzel Perriman from the U. Inside linebacker. Seems to always get hurt, but when he's in there, he seems to stuff the run. Physical linebacker, run run stuffer. Thomas Davis, I wouldn't expect too much out of him. I would expect, you know, uh, you're asking a lot if you're thinking he's going to be healthy. I think Jatavius Brown's really good. Backup, you know, can play multiple linebacker position. And Kazir White, you know, seemed like he had a pretty good season as well last year. Quarterback position, you got Casey Hayward, Desmond King, Trevor Williams, and Michael Davis. Um, Casey Hayward, definitely starter. The other guys will all be fighting for positions. Trevor Williams had a pretty good year two years ago. Uh, Desmond King, really nice slot corner. And then the safety position, they get Derwin James. I thought, I mean, he's already, he's got to be already considered an elite safety. He was phenomenal last year. Nazir Adderley, they get a rookie to take in. Uh, they've always had trouble since uh, Eric Weddle left at the free safety position. They got the over-under at 9.5 wins. I see the Chargers winning around 12 again this year. Looking at the schedule, I mean, the defense is going to be top 10, and the offense is going to be top 10 again. This team is just loaded everywhere. Uh, it seems like they give Phillip Rivers all these bunch of talented teams there was a little run uh Mike McCoy era where they kind of struggled with talent around him but there's been so many years they've had so much talent and they've only been to one AFC championship game with Phillip Rivers they've had different coaches it seems like the talent's still always there I mean if you're a Charger fan you have to be disappointed that he's only been to one AFC championship game Maybe this is the year they go to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't count on it just because they're the Chargers and they'll probably fuck it up somehow. But the schedule looks pretty easy, especially to start the season. You play Indianapolis at home. You're at Detroit. 
Houston at Miami, Denver and Pittsburgh are at home at Tennessee. The first seven games, they're going to be favored, or at least they should be. It gets a little tougher at the end or in the middle of the schedule at Chicago. They get Green Bay at home, but you know Green Bay is going to have all the fans at that game. At Oakland, they get Kansas City in Mexico, at Denver, at Jacksonville. I mean, the schedule is really not that hard for them. So, I mean, I don't know why the over-under is only at 9.5. I guess they just, you know, I know a lot of betting people don't think Anthony Lynn is a good head coach. I think he's okay. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's terrible. He's a meh coach. Um, I think Phillip Rivers, I've always thought, is overrated. I always felt like in the big games, he doesn't come up with the big plays. And I, I, I mean, he's just got so much talent around him. You're going to put up numbers. Is he a top 15 quarterback? Sure. Top 12? Yeah, I would say somewhere around there. I don't think he's this elite top 7 quarterback. No, I don't think he is. There's just too many times that they've, they've lost games that they should have won or... They should have gone farther than what they have. I mean, again, I think they have the the best roster in football. I think they're going to win this division. I wouldn't be surprised if they win this division easily this year. And I would expect them to be playing in the divisional playoff game and maybe even get to the AFC Championship game. But I do not see them going to the Super Bowl just because it seems like they always kind of choke. All right, let's go to the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders over-under is set at 6.5. The Raiders got some big names in the offseason. You get Antonio Brown to come over. You got Tyrell Williams. So the receiver position looks pretty nice there, especially if Tyrell Brown – Tyrell Brown. Antonio Brown, especially if Antonio Brown, you know, has got his head straight. The offensive line – has really been a problem the last couple of years. Colton Miller, they drafted in the first round. He was he kind of got abused last year, but maybe he'll have a better season this year. They paid a shitload of money for Trent Brown. We'll see how he plays without New England's offensive line coach coaching him up anymore. Gabe Jackson's still pretty good. Rodney Hudson's pretty good. Can they protect Derek Carr? Derek Carr, I thought a couple years ago was becoming an elite quarterback, but the more and more I watch him, I don't think he's as good as I thought he was. They haven't had a running game for a couple years. Josh Jacobs, they get him in the first round, rookie running back from Alabama. I didn't like him coming out of the draft. I don't think he had breakaway speed. I thought, you know, he'll hit the hole and he'll get you that three, four-yard runs, five, six, seven-yard runs. But if you're going to use a first-round running back on a guy, he's got to be able to almost do everything, in my opinion. So, offensively, yeah, they'll probably put up some points. You got John Gruden over there. He's got a 10-year, $100 million contract. He ain't going anywhere. And they'll put up some points here and there, especially in the passing game with Derek Carr, with the receiving weapons that he's got. You know, J.J. Nelson also added in there. The tight end position, Darren Walker, I mean, that's that's garbage. Um over-under at 6.5, like I said, uh, I would... Probably lean under for them, and I'll get into that more. The defensive the defensive line, it's got a chance. I mean, you use the fourth pick on Cleon Farrell. He probably should have been picked around 15 to 25 range. I thought 15 probably was going to be a little high on him. I think he's a pretty good player, but he's more of a he's more of a Robin than a Batman. You know, if he was your second 
best edge rusher or defensive end <coughs> for a pass rush, I think he'd be I think he'd be fine. But when you use the fourth pick in the draft on a guy like that, you're expecting him to be an elite player and him to be a 12 to 15 type of sack player. I don't think he'll ever be like that. I think he's more of a the range of you know seven to eight, and then maybe in his career season he finds a way to get ten. Justin Ellis is okay. Marquise Hurst I thought was a really nice pick that they had last year. They got him. I don't know. I think it was like in the fourth or fifth round. They got him late because teams were concerned about his heart or something. And then Arden Key, that kid's got a lot of talent. I wouldn't be surprised if that kid gets double-digit sacks this year. As long as he can keep his head on straight, he's had some off-the-field issues. Um, They got Jonathan Hankins as a backup, P.J. Hall. I mean, they got some depth there. I mean, that's not bad. Max Crosby, they drafted him in the fourth round out of Eastern Michigan. Defensive end, we'll see what he can do. Uh, The linebacker position is, to hear Whitehead is, eh. you know, Fontes Burfitt, he'll probably get kicked out of a game anytime soon, especially now that he's a Raider. Uh, The secondary position, they got some names there. Secondary might actually be pretty good. Garyon Conley, I, always, I mean, he, he seems to be pretty good. Nevin Lawson is just okay. LaMarcus Joyner, they signed him. Pretty good safety. Carl Joseph, he needs to step it up. I thought he was going to be a lot better than what he's been. I thought Trevelle Mullen was a pretty good draft pick for them. They got him in the second round. And then they got Jonathan Abram, a first-round pick from Mississippi State. Isaiah Johnson, they also got... In the fourth round. So, they I mean, they're going to be really young in the secondary. You know, I don't really see the veteran presence. Marcus Joyner is probably going to have to be that leader back there. The defense is going to get scorched. They don't have much of a pass rush. They're not going to be able to stop the run. Um, this defense, it'll probably be a little bit better than what it was last year. Last year, it was giving up 29 points a game, which is last. Gave up 140 yards rushing. I mean... I don't see the rushing defense being that much better this year. They might not give up 29 points a game, but I would say around 27 this year. Offensively, last year they only scored 18 points a game. I would see I would I would assume that comes up a little bit, especially if Josh Jacobs, you know, can give Derek Carr, you know, a running game and then Derek Carr can feed off a of play action and throw deep to Tyrell Williams. Antonio Brown. I mean, you got two deep threats, so safeties are going to have to play off. So Josh Jacobs should have some running lanes to go through. Um, but the over-under is at six and a half. I would probably lean the under. I'm not going to bet it. I mean, I don't see them getting seven wins. Uh, the division's tough. You got non, non-division non road games at Minnesota. I mean, that's that's a loss. At Indianapolis, that's a loss. At Green Bay, that's a loss. At Houston, I mean, you might have a chance there. At the Jets, that's a long travel. That's probably a loss. Um, you get Cincinnati at home, Tennessee at home. You got you got a shot there at those games. You got Detroit at home. You would have a shot, I would assume, there. You play Chicago in London. I, I don't see them getting to seven wins, so I would bet the under on that one. For sure. As far as the whole division goes, yeah. So I would say Chargers one. 
I would say Kansas City comes in second. I would say Chargers have a chance of being a one seed or a two seed. I would say Kansas City's they got a decent shot at a wild card as long as Tyreek Hill doesn't miss more than six games. And then I would say Denver, you know, seven, eight win team. I would say the Raiders are a five or six win team. So that's all I got for the AFC West. Look for the NFC East as the next one. All right then, fellas. Good night now.